Praise the Lord. We still continue on prayers. Hallelujah. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, the thing is, we should not put it under spiritual burger. It's still your prayer. Praise God. Prayer series is prayer series, separate. Amen. Let's keep it that way. Because it can be a little bit distracting. You know, when people are trying to find it online, they want to, you know, spiritual. You know, sometimes that's, that's the reason why in the, in the past I tried to stop, um, I try my best not to use ridiculous titles. Yeah, the reason is simple because, um, you know, spiritual boga is actually good, okay, as a title, but I think we also gave it a, you know, an AKA. Amen. So there was an AKA to the title. So the reason is because, for example, uh, some persons, the reason why we have those messages online on YouTube, for example, somebody may just type one day on YouTube how to pray. You know, nobody will type on YouTube spiritual boga. <laughs> you understand? So I want to know how to pray. Uh, so, so you know, it'll be easier for results to come out. Now, but for the fancy and the you know the swagger, and the sometimes we put spiritual boga because of the swag. But beyond that, the the title of this context of what we are doing is prayer. So we must learn how to pray. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. All right. So. Um, I believe you've been enjoying the series. Okay. It's about prayers. Last Sunday, we looked at certain characters and attitude in the place of prayer, especially the charismatic attitude in prayers. Okay. We saw the fact that um, prayer needs to be vocalized. And there's, there must be certain expression. So, for example, when you see people crying and praying, or people are, you know, have a certain level of charisma, when they're praying, is not weird. We should not be scared. Like, what is exactly happening? We looked at what happened in, um, in uh, Hebrews. I think it was Hebrews. Uh, yeah. Hebrews 5, if I'm right. Hebrews 5, 7. Yeah, we looked at that last week. Let's go there. Hebrews 5, 7. Amen. This is just to help us, and, you know, to do a little re recap. Hebrews 5, 7 says, who in the days of his flesh, he said, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears. So he was talking about Jesus. Uh, Jesus, where Jesus was praying at certain point, he offered prayers with strong crying and tears. It is not out of line. When you see people praying, or sometimes you see yourself praying, and you're wondering, you know, sometimes, you know, this is, you see, there's some teachings that, there's some teachings that affect our righteous work. And that's why we must be very careful about you know, listening to all kinds of teachings. For example, when you see a teaching that is anti-giving, you must be careful. When you see a teaching that is anti-praying, oh no, you don't have to pray. Must you pray you know, very aggressive like this? Those things are already you know, attacking your position, your posture in the place of prayer. Even if you are not an aggressive prayer, but the desire to be persistent in the prayer of prayer is already attacked because you're listening to something and it becomes an information in your mind. It stands against you when you're about to progress. Am I communicating to us here? When you're about to progress in the act of faith, in praying or in doing something, you know, for example, you see somebody saying something, where, uh, you, know, um, you know, must we, for example, when people, some persons who say, well, you know, we're automatically all saved, so there's no need to preach the gospel. You see, all those things, you, because if everybody is automatically saved, there's no need to preach the gospel, isn't it? So that 
that contest, that teaching in itself, attacked the concept of mission and evangelism. Because why should I evangelize when everybody has already been saved? The reason, Bible says, because we know the terror of God, we persuade men. Because we know the terror of God, we persuade men. So we know that, you know, if men will not receive Jesus, that the tendency is high, 100%, that the end thereof will be damnation. So that's why we persuade men. Amen. Some things, we are going to see some things today. All right? Um, especially, see. Okay, God help us. So look at that. He said, okay, he's, he's taking it off. So he said, in the days of his, of his flesh, he offered prayers with strong, what? Crying and tears unto him that is able to save him from death and when and was heard in that he feared. So I was talking about Jesus. If you see Paul says something, he says, I would that all men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands. So there is attitude in praying. So it's not bad to pray. We saw also last week how Jesus went to the mountains, okay, knelt down. Hallelujah. How many of you knelt down during the week to pray? Amen. Okay, maybe you've not tried. You can try it out this week. Praise God. You just kneel down on your bed, by your bedside. You just pray. Hallelujah. Briefly. Sometimes he said, Jesus, the Bible said, Jesus even stretched further. Okay, it's not a rule that it has to be like this always. But I'm saying that you should not be, you should not, you should not allow anything to limit you from expressing yourself in the place of prayer. Are you going to try and say, sometimes you go, you know, in your room, you just, Oluwa, Father. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You go, Lord, in the name of Jesus. You run up and down your room. Sometimes. There are times like that, that you are stared up in the prayer. Sometimes, I remember there was one time I was praying in the bush, and I was stared up to scream. And I started screaming, started shouting. Hallelujah. Praise God. So what we said last week, the teaching of last week is that we're looking at attitude in the place of prayer. Praise God. Attitude in the place of prayer. You know, I don't you see, I know people, and I believe if you are here, okay, by God's grace, the word, the word of God should also help you and change your mentality. I know people who believe that the Holy Spirit is praying for me, so we're going to pray like this. That's not prayer. Because prayer, is there's an utterance in prayer. You're laying petition. Hallelujah. You ask, for example, the prayers that Jesus prayed in the Bible, the Bible, you, read, you, you could read it. And he prayed, and he said, how you going to pray? And he prayed like this, Father, make them one, as you have made us one. Is something that they, they heard. The guy heard it. John heard it and he could write it. You understand what I say here? He, wrote, he heard it. The one that he prayed at the mountain. That he prayed on the mountain of transgression. And the mountain where the Bible says his lips were moving. But they couldn't hear what he was saying. That one, the Bible also said his veins were popping out blood. Are you hearing what I'm trying to say here? It was the agony. See? It was the agony of his prayer, the weight, the burden of his prayer. You know that something? The burden is. I remember. I remember. I had, I had, um, you know, I had, you know, uh, issues like two years ago, and I was praying. I had a container that was held up in the port, and it was worth, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. And they said they are going to cancel it, or they burn it, or they send it to Nigeria. I. <laughs> At a point, I, I, my my mind, my mouth could not move in prayers. Hallelujah, Father. Ah, 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 ah. 
maybe, you know, Jesus, the Bible says, in the days of the flesh, when you see death, Jesus, what Jesus could utter is that, ah, if possible, let this cup pass over me. Are you I'm trying to say here? Yeah. I'm saying, we're talking about, we're saying that in the place of prayer, believers, we must learn to, there is charisma, there is attitude in the place of prayer. There's attitude. There's attitude. You pray with your mouth open. You, you ask in the name of Jesus. You pray to your father. You pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. I told us, you, I can't, see, I, I can pray for you, I can pray with you, but really, you know, you as a believer, you are a child of God, you can pray to your Father yourself. Amen. You pray to God yourself. You don't need an intermediary. But we can agree together in, in faith and pray. We can do that. Amen. We can both agree together in faith and pray. Now, today, we, we, I want to, you know, when I was praying and meditating about today's meeting, I know, you know, something came to my spirit, and I want to share it with us. And that is how to use prayer to preserve yourself from evil. Okay? How to use prayers, the instrumentality of prayer, to preserve yourself from evil. Hallelujah. Are we together here? Prayers. We must learn to pray. Glory to God. Let's open to 1 Timothy. Let's start from 1 Timothy. We're just talking about prayers. So the Lord has, we just, I'm going to trust God for direction, you know, to help us as we go through. 1 Timothy, uh, 1 Timothy is in chapter 2. Hallelujah. Is it prayers? Prayers will help you to prevent things that could happen to you. You know, Jesus told them, He said, He said, um, He said, pray like this, our Father in heaven, you know, our Father who art in heaven. Remember that prayer? Content and everything. Now, of course, that is not a template or that is not a particular creed of praying or some, you know, poem. It's not a poem. You know, He's giving them certain. We can see structural elements in the prayer. For instance, you know, in the beginning it says, our, it says pray like say our Father. You know, I was telling us on Thursday, one of the Thursday meetings that the highest form of prayers is intercessory prayer. You see, Jesus said, he said when you want to pray, say our Father. He didn't say my Father. So he says, say our Father. So that's to tell you that when you, we must learn in, in the act of praying, you must learn to include others. In your praying, you must learn to not just include others, you must learn to include yourself. In other words, you prioritize others while you are including yourself. You are not, in, you are not prioritizing yourself and including others. That is said, when you want to pray, say our father. He didn't say my father. Look at the first Timothy, we look at that. We are going to take it a step, you know, step by step, so that our, the, the elements of our prayers can be structured and it can be engineered, it can be affected. So that we can have an effective prayer life. Look at it. First Timothy chapter 2. He said, I exhort therefore that first of all, first thing first, supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all what? Are we together, everybody? Are you following? He said, first of all, look at it. He said, I exhort therefore that first of all, the supplications, prayers, and intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men. So when you want to pray, he said, even when you approach prayer, 
Amen. That, what, that is what should come to your mind. You want to pray first of all. But look at it. He said, for kings, he mentioned the old men. For kings, for those in authority, that they may lead a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable inside of God as our God and Savior. So he said that this, this is very important, that in our praying attitude, we must learn to pray for others. Remember what Jesus said? I mean, what I mean, you know, uh, God said in, you know, in First Chronicles, he said, he said, if my people... Who are called by my name? We humble themselves, he said, and you know, and pray. He said, I will hear them, and then we yield, I will forgive their sins, I will yield their land. Amen. So you see, another that's an intercessory prayer where you're praying for a nation. Hallelujah. You're praying for others, you're praying for your friends, you're praying for your departmental members, you're praying for a fellow believer, you're praying for them. And I'm gonna tell you why this is very important. Because, see, intercessory prayers are better still prayers generally, but in supplication or anything, helps you. It prevents you from entering evil. It prevents evil. Sometimes, sometimes it just makes you to escape evil. Even while you are in the midst of the evil, you will understand this elaborately by the time I finish. Are we together, everybody here? When you pray, when you pray, it will seem like you are wise. Look at what happened. The decision I was talking to, I was talking to my wife at a point one day, you know, I don't, and I said this, I said this obviously, I said, see, it's clear that your mom has prayed for you. And I told her, because it's clear, somebody, something, because there's certain favor, she, I noticed that she, you know, there's a pattern of favor she was enjoying. And those favors were not a product of some of the, of her actions. I mean, past actions, and I'm like, okay, well, your actions does not justify some some favors that you are obviously somebody had prayed for you, and this is where I'm. This is where I'm going. That look at what happened to Samuel's mother. Samuel's mother. Yeah, Samuel just they just gave her to Samuel, and Samuel started hearing Samuel, Samuel, where are you? You think it started from the mother? Are you getting? I'm trying to say here, yeah. a prayer. So I'm trying to say prayers that we have gone ahead to set paths for you. That's what I'm talking about here. You are going to see something here. Prayer can go ahead. Prayer not can. Prayer goes ahead to set paths from for you, including for those that are even you are potential nursing mother. Those that are not mothers here. Those some people are mothers here. I'm saying this to you. You can be an intercessor for your child. You can orchestrate a decision that they will make. Because see, let me tell you this. We the reason why somebody will talk about where we don't need to pray for deliverance. I understand what they mean. Amen. Because I've also said it before that we don't need to pray for deliverance. See, at the point, I've been saying, see, I needed to pray for deliverance. Let me say this to you. Praying for deliverance is relative. The Bible says Christ has delivered us from the powers of darkness. That is different. So the powers of darkness he has delivered us, so we don't need to pray to be delivered from the kingdom of darkness or the power of because we have been translated. We were in the darkness before, but now we are in the light. So we're not praying to be delivered because now we are, we are now the righteousness of God. We are now righteous in Christ Jesus. We are now only sanctified in Christ. So we have been delivered. But let me say this to you. In this world that we live in, there are men without faith. So we need to pray for deliverance from them. Look at this. So second, second Thessalonians, go there. Are you following everybody here? So we are still looking at prayers. I just want to make sure that I will steer you up to put, to put yourself in the place of prayer to know why you need to pray. Prayer is important. Amen. Hallelujah. 
there are some destiny makers. There are some people that you will meet in your life that they will catapult you. There are some people that you will meet in life, for example, you, your two will become 1,000. Are you going to try and say, you know, the Bible says, a one child chase a thousand and two ten thousand. I am telling you, in, realistically, I've seen people who became two and their two is not chasing anything. Are you going to try and say, yeah? I'm saying that it's possible for your two not to chase anything. There are people that you will meet in life that they will destroy your destiny and destroy your path. There are some people that you meet in life that you will recall back and say, Father, I thank you because you brought this person path across my path. My point is that, that at those junctions, decisions to make, to unite, okay, sometimes you can orchestrate that decision in the place of prayer. Beforehand. I, that's why when we are saying that you pray for your life partner, for the future, some people used to think, well, must I need to pray? Sometimes I, I've been praying for my kids since. I've not given birth to one kid, but I've been praying for my kids, my children, yet unborn. The Bible, there's a prophecy in the Bible concerning your children that are not yet to be born. He said, your children shall be taught of the Lord. So, are you, have you born children when they said it? You have not born any child when they said it. So, you are supposed to take it and now pray it out. That your children, my children will be taught of the Lord. So, you are prophetically setting them, orchestrating the decisions that they will make in the future. Am I communicating to us here? Look at it, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Let's see, let's see, we have even started. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. He says, finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may, be, may, may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Verse 2. And that we may be what? We, yo, that, another King James said, pray that we may be delivered. And sometimes you're telling me that we should not pray for deliverance. He said, pray that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. Why? Because not all men have faith. Not all men have faith. You come, you are carrying, you carry contract or carry something to somebody and the person say, okay, you have to, I have to sleep with you before I give you contract. You now say, you don't say, you don't need, you don't need such deliverance. You need deliverance. It's not, we are not talking about that you are, you are still in the darkness, kingdom of darkness. We have, we have, we don't need such deliverance. Because now we have the Holy Ghost in us. You know, the problem is it. That word, okay? When people say they need deliverance, they, they are thinking maybe a demon will leave your body. Possession. There's a difference between possession, you know, and there's a difference between when you are casting out and when somebody is, when you are having deliverance. He said, not all men have faith. Deliver me. He said, pray for me. See, I'm, that's what I'm telling you. See, brethren, please, pray for me that God will deliver me from unreasonable men. Very important. They are unreasonable men. The Bible calls them wicked men. How you get I'm trying to say here? Yeah. You must learn how to pray. Jesus said, look at it. Let's go. Let's keep reading. Jesus in John chapter 17. John 17. Prayers will help you to escape evil. That's why you must pray always. There is no big, there is no professional prayer person. You just pray. And that's why we'll be looking at this. Because I don't want you to enter into temptation. Because the burden will be on me indirectly. Are you going to say here? Yeah. If anything happens to you when you're struggling financially, struggling in a certain area of your life, demons are pressed. When people call me and say, Pastor, I'm being pressed in the night. So we pray. But I'm just saying that I learn how to pray. That's, I repeat again, there are certain decisions. Decisions. Let, before we go to 
John, how many of you remember Ahitophel? Ahitophel, okay, you don't know Ahitophel. Amen. He's not a music star. He's in the Bible. Second, second Samuel, let's go to Second Samuel. We'll come back. He's not a music star. That name sounded like a music star, like a stage name. Amen. Praise God. So we'll go to Second Samuel chapter 15. Hallelujah. Second Samuel 15. I just wanted to see something here. Are you to fair? I wanted to know. See, in this world, eh? Are you to see? In the days of David, Ahitophel was David's counselor. Just to give us a little, just to give us a little summary. Ahitophel was David's counselor. But let's go, let's just jump to 13, 31. Second Samuel 31. <laughs> 15, yeah, 15, 31. Thank you. Are you there? Look at what it says. And one told, okay, let me explain what happened to you. Yeah. Solo. One day I will teach on how to undo betrayer. I've been saying these things several times. How to undo betrayer. I'm not talking about all those petty betrayer. I'm talking about real betrayer. David was a king of a whole nation. And his son, <laughs> his son betrayed him. His son. So, you know, when the Bible says the, a man's enemy shall be of his own household, it's when Jesus said it, it's real. His son, Absalom. In fact, it planned in such a way that when people come to the king's court and there is judgment, Absalom will stay by the gate. If the person receives a partial government, uh, judgment, Absalom will call the person, come, come, come. You know, I will make my judgment. My judgment is going to be like this. It's going to favor you. I will bring right justice for you. So he was able to converse people, multitude for himself, under the rulership of his father. To the extent that he set up a time bomb to, for people to blow trumpets so that they would cavernize followers. And there were massive men that followed him. So the worst of it, so David was aware. And his son, Absalom, was against David. David ran, picked race. So David now, somebody now came to tell David that, ah, sir, Ahitophel has joined them. Ah! David knew that it has finished. See, you know, because Ahitophel was not an ordinary person. Ahitophel was like saying that, for example, you know when you go to pray and say, God, what will you, what do you want me to do? The Bible says the counsel of Ahitophel is as, oh God is speaking. Ahitophel, Ahitophel, he does not shake body. He does not speak body. He's not by the spirit. But God has blessed him with wisdom that he understands things. Are we together, everybody? Look at this. Look at this. Let's read. Let's just read this. I will still go back to our prayer point. Part that way. Um, are we together? Second Samuel 15, 31. Look at it. He says, And one told David, saying, Ahitophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, O oh Lord, I pray thee, turn the counsel of Ahitophel into foolishness. Now, because you know why? <laughs> if the Lord will not turn it to foolishness, David is gone. If I let me even tell you, because we're going to help you where? Look at this um, 16, 1623. Just to help you a little bit. 1623. Are you there? 1623. Look at what he says. He said, and the counsel of what? Ahitophel, which he counseled in those days, was as if a man had inquired at the oracle of God. He is not a priest. He is not a priest. He is just a normal dude who understands the way things work. And whatever he says is as if God is the one working. 
If, if you want to win in business, just talk to her. You are having issues in marriage. Talk to her. It's fair. Anything. He knows everything. He knows what will happen in the next two minutes. And now, he's now gone to join camp with Absalom. Ah. The conspiracy, only few men. So, what David did, praise, are we together yet? What David did was to pray. He said, Lord, he said, the Bible said, God, David prayed that, that God should turn the counsel of Ahithophel to foolishness. Now, Ahithophel gave, Absalom called Ahithophel, give me wisdom to conquer this case, to settle this case. Ahithophel gave wisdom to the king. The wisdom Ahithophel gave would have been successful. If the king followed it, we would not have, maybe Jesus would not have, would not have been called the son of David today. Are we together, everybody? Ahithophel gave counsel. The only reason why David won was simple, was because the counsel of Ahithophel was disregarded. That's the only reason. Ahithophel, for the first time, for the first time, his counsel was disregarded. So, of course, the guy was full of himself because they disregarded your statement and you now went to kill yourself. So, this is what I'm trying to say. Everybody listen. David only made simple prayer. He said, turn this counsel into what? Foolishness. And it was at the point where they were supposed to take the counsel, they saw the counsel as useless. The counsel was weighty, but they saw it as useless. Decisions. David prayed it out. That prayer, that simple prayer point saved his life. So he prayed it out that people's decisions were affected. That's what I'm trying to say here. That people were making decisions that favored him. Well, you, are, you can pray. Pray out the source that people will make decisions that favor you. Are you what I'm trying to say here? Evil was there. He said, pray that you enter not into what? Temptation. He said, deliver us from evil. John 17, 15. He said, I do not pray that you take them out of this world. Look at what he says there. John 14. Are we there? Are we following everybody? John 14. John 17, rather. Sorry, forgive me. John 17, verse 15. He says what? He says, I pray not that you should take them out of the world, but that you should what? Keep them from evil. In this world, there are, there are rules of engagement. God will not do anything on earth realm without the instrumentality of prayer. There is no one who wants to do ministry or do anything. If you don't labor in the place of prayer and travel in the place of prayer, you will, nothing will happen. Are we together, everybody here? It is, a, it is rules of engagement. You must learn to pray. Anything, you must learn. You must learn to labor in the place of prayer. That is the Christian's rod. What did that people used to say? It? That's the Christian's tool and power to pray. Let me say this to you. Even prayer can, can prevent you from sinning. When you, have, when you notice that you begin to sin, there's a particular pattern of sin in your life. You are doing it consistently. Check your prayer life. You have not been praying. Because through prayers, it will help you to say no when needed. The will and the strength to say no will come. Are you going to to say here? Because it's not easy to refuse. It's not, really, it's not easy to say no. It's not easy. It takes the power of the Holy Ghost. That's why we pray. You pray in the Holy Ghost. So people will say, well, how come this person has the strength? Uh, you must be strong. You are strong. That is the reason why you are able to say no. No, it's a lie. 
It's not strong. Paul said, he said, pray with all kinds of prayer, always. Prayer is important. Somebody say prayer is important. I said this to us last week. There's no amount of prayer you pray. There's no amount of teaching you hear on prayer. You learn how to pray when you start praying. But you must be praying. You must be praying. Let me say this to you. Prayer will also prayer will even help you to even shut your appetite. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? It helps you to shut your appetite. You pray to an extent that ah, normally you you know you like to eat. You eat a lot. But now, I'm, I think I'm speaking to somebody here. And now, and you know that ah, this eating is really I don't want to eat a lot. I really don't. But when you pray, you get to a point where it will be easy for you to say no to some things. Are you what I'm trying to say here? And let me say this to you. The fact that you pray does not mean that evil will not come. But the Bible says you will escape it. It will preserve you from evil. Daniel prayed three times in a day. Like the Jews prayed three times in a day. But yet, they bundled him and shamed his hand. And three women inside lions den. Prayer, a prayer warrior. In the last night, you know, you see some of you, you've not even prayed. The only prayer you've been praying, plus Jesus, man, or Satan, every morning. And now, situation has come. Say, ah, why me? Why me? Daniel was thrown into lion's den. He was a prayer warrior. Are you going to say, yeah? Who are you? Jesus Christ will go to the mountain and pray every day. Yet, they flogged him. They flogged him. He bled. He bled. They nailed him. They captured him. Are you going to say, yeah? <laughs> he said, well, you know, the problem, is, the problem is too much in my life now. Oh, so many things are happening. So that's why I gave up on God. I'm not praying again. You don't pray before. It's a lie. You don't pray before. But now, you have now given up on the little one you've been praying. The devil will now come at you massively. Are you going to try to say, it's the devil's work. It's the devil's work. Say, well, you know, yeah, I used to pray. You used to pray. The prayer you used to pray is just, just tell somebody, please, can you help me in prayers? You know, give me just, give me, you know, um, you know, some things I can recite when I'm praying. And that's what you call prayer. We are saying that you pray, even when evil comes, what do you do? You're still praying. He said, deliver us from evil. They took the guy, threw him into lion's den, even in the lion's den. That's why you saw the miracle. God kept him in the lion's den. Where you saw the miracle is that Jesus Christ died and God rose him back. That's the miracle. Are you going to try to say, yeah? When it is time to pray, you pray when the evil has not come. When the evil come, you pray the more. Hallelujah. Look at what Jesus said there in John 17 that we read earlier. He said, I pray that I pray not that you should take them out of the world. You know, that's why we say this word, save. You know, this word, so many evil in this word. Let all of us just go. No. Don't say that to yourself. Because even Jesus' prayer said, I pray that you don't take them out of the world. Let them stay. Amen. I was talking to my wife yesterday, and I said, ah, that with the, with the depth of innovations that are happening, just imagine, see, 10 years ago, we are hearing cryptocurrency. 20 years ago, there was nothing like cryptocurrency. Are you going to try to say yeah? And I began to look at and reminisce over those who passed away 20 years ago and what they have missed. And, and I began to ruminate over those that I just gave birth to five years ago. What they are enjoying. There's no iPhone, whatever, 20 years ago. No internet, so to say. Are you going to try to say? The massive, the level at which technology, and I'm like, so 
you, I can imagine what's going to happen in the next 300 years if Jesus starts. So I will now miss all these things. I can try and say, some say, well, ah, don't we go to heaven? No, this is well, let me tell you this. If, amen. I wanted to say something, but you know, let me just keep it. I want to say heaven may be boring. But, but, but let me just keep it that way. And everybody's just wearing the same uniform, white, white. And, you know, animal worship, you know. Just one thing. Are you going to try to say yeah. There's no demon to cast out, no body to heal, no soul to win. What, what makes life fun, okay, is the battles you win every day. Are you going to try to say yeah. You pick one. You're, you are faced with the challenge. You pick one, you win it. You pick, the Bible says we triumph always. Yeah. The ones that are in heaven, the Bible says they are even itching to come back. The Bible says we travel and groan in this body. We are waiting for the adoption for our body to change. That's the only, the only thing, only hope of eternal life. The hope of eternal life is not to be singing praise and worship in heaven. It's not in the Bible. Say so we are going to go and sing praise and worship. That's not the hope of eternal life. The hope of eternal life is for our body to be changed. That when Jesus shall come, our body will be changed. That's the hope of internal life. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? That's the hope of internal life. It is on earth that we receive victory over demons. It is on earth that you begin to believe God by faith. Over, because when a man dies in Christ, there is nothing to conquer. He, he sees himself as victorious as he has always been. There's no limitation in the flesh again. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? All the victory that we have received in Christ Jesus in our spirit. So when a man dies, the body is, it's only the body in the grave. The, body, the person's spirit is with the Father. So the person sees himself. Wow. So this is what, this is the limitations. That's why it's not difficult for time to know. It takes a deep level of intercession to bring a believer back from the dead. It takes a deep, a deep level because sometimes the willingness is there when somebody's already gone with the father and you see that where there's nothing to conquer. I mean, there's nothing, well, I think it's better I just stay here, you know, because the, why? Because the ones on earth are groaning in the flesh, waiting for the adoption to wait. We too, that are with the father, we are waiting for the adoption to come. The manifestations of the sons of God. I hope I'm not talking too heavy here. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Praise God. So I tell her, see, so many demons, I say, ah, if, see, if there is immortality in the Bible and there's a promise of immortality that, desire, that is, you know, wonderful to be grasped, I don't mind grabbing it. I, I get what I'm trying to say, I want to come again to us there. I don't mind, you know, the reason why I say I don't mind grabbing it because I was even worried, I watched, I watched a movie where they said seven rings. Seven rings of chance something, you know, that movie. The guy had gone through different generations. As I was looking at the home, mercy life, see cruise. Because, <laughs> see, death is death is an enemy. Death is not death is not good. Life is worth enjoying. Hallelujah. So what I'm trying to say is this: I'm just saying in general that you can pray yourself to prevent yourself from evil. Hallelujah. Look at what the Bible says in Matthew. He said, the father knows. Okay, now Matthew, let's go to Matthew 9. Matthew 9, 37. Matthew 9, 37. I'll be rounding off very soon. Amen. Remember what Jesus said, sorry, before Matthew 9, 37. Remember what Jesus said in Luke 21 to Peter. Luke 21, 36. You know, Peter, um, hallelujah. Luke 22, 30, Luke 22, rather. Luke 22, 32. Jesus told Peter, he said, the devil, the Satan, has determined to sift you. That's 31. He said, so look at it. Go there. 
31. Luke 22, 31. So that we all read it together. He said, and the Lord said, Simeon, Simeon, behold, look here. Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as you as wheat. Ay, ay, ay. Amen. May you not be sift as wheat. You don't know what that means. You know what a wheat is. You know, when you put, you know, you know sift. You, you sift it. What is joy? Christianity. Sorry, forgive me. Sorry, I'm sorry for those who don't understand what I'm trying to say. He's saying he has sift them. The best way to express this has been in my language. He said the devil is a Satan has determined to sift you. Look at it. He said, I desired to have you that he may sift you as a wheat. Satan. And Jesus had that expo. That, hey, Peter, your life is a target. Let me say this to you. Maybe you don't understand. Some people's life are target because of the mandate that God has on their life. It is something, it's not a, it is some, it is a normal thing. He said the devil has determined to have you and to sift you. He said, but look at what Jesus said. He said what? He said, but I have prayed for you. So, he said that your faith in me will not fail. So, he said it will not fail. And when you are con converted, after you are, because if you look at Peter's temptation, how he denied Jesus, you will know that it was a struggle. He did it three times. He could have gone and said, ah, let me just forget about Jesus. But the Bible said, Jesus said, I have prayed for you. So the decision he made to return back to Jesus was, and it was done through the instrumentality of prayer. Am I communicating to you here? I'm saying that you can pray yourself out of evil. You can pray yourself out. He said, I have prayed for you. Not only yourself, your friend. I told us earlier, the highest form of, inter of, of prayer is what? Intercessory prayer. Jesus did not pray for him. Jesus prayed for him. Say, I have prayed for you. Hallelujah. There are many people like that who know. We know that ah, this person is a target to the enemy. Even when we are praying for them, we still give instructions. Some people say, well, they choose not to follow instructions. It's them. I am trying to say, yeah. At that time, it's a problem. But say, I have prayed for you. Hallelujah. You see why you should pray for your children? Why you should pray for your friends? I'm, talking, I'm, not, I'm not talking about small, small prayer. I'm talking about supplications. Prayers, you're praying for your family. You're praying for everybody. Are you, are you following me here? Look at what the Bible says there in Matthew, 20, Matthew 9. You know, that's what I was saying earlier, that there's nothing that can happen on earth realm without the instrumentality of prayer. Matthew 9, 37 to 38, Jesus says the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. He now says, pray! Pray that God will send, you know, the Lord of harvest will send laborers into the harvest. You know, you could have said, well, Jesus knows. He knows that where the labor, the harvest is ripe and the laborers are few. So let's just, just I, I don't know, I don't know. Let's God's will be done. Are you going to try to say, yeah? The, because then nothing will happen. The harvest, oh, come on, Benny. What I'm trying to say that the harvest will just be dry and it just waste. The harvest will waste if nobody is sent to harvest it. Nothing. It's the rule of engagement. Nothing will happen on earth without the instrumentality of prayers. 
Nothing in your life. Nothing will happen without instrumentalities of prayer. Most of you, many, many of the things you are enjoying here, I repeat again, is because your parents have prayed for you. Paul, Paul, who, Jesus, who met Jesus on his way to Damascus? They have prayed for him. They prayed for Paul's conversion. Nothing happens. The land of Georgia, some of you say, yeah, I received Jesus in Georgia. Somebody has prayed for you. You think it's easy to believe a story that does not make any sense? A story that somebody died 2,000 years ago and he was raised by the power of God. When you didn't see it, you not believed. Are you what I'm trying to say? You think it's easy? It's not easy. It takes faith. And that faith was, was inspired by prayer. It's not easy that you are saved by grace and not by the works of the law. You think it's easy? It's not easy. We have we not seen movie? Look at um, all this like, legend of the no, not legend of this. All this movie, all this uh, movie of these people, this Shanghai movie. All these guys that used to press ring. They are fictions. No, the guy that used to that what's his name again? That big boy that clapped his finger and everybody disappeared. <laughs> He's who? It's a story too. It's a story. The story does not bring power. Why will Bible be banned? Why are people trying to ban Bible from entering different countries? You are not banned. They don't ban other books. Why don't they ban anatomy book? Why can't you ban anatomy book? Why must you ban? Say we don't want Bible to enter our country. Why? Because there is a power in it. It carries message. I can already say yeah. Why, why are you, oh, why are Christians in India, why are Christians persecuted? Why? Why? Because, oh, is, a, is it not a story that you are saying? You come and say your story. It's simple. Because the power of God is embedded in the gospel. You are seeing some, somebody is hearing the gospel and are being healed. And you are afraid. It's the devil. Eshuni. It's the devil. That's how we pray. Are you going to try to say, yeah? That's how we pray. Sometimes when we pray for some people and they didn't receive Jesus, we go back to pray again. We keep praying. We keep praying. How are you? I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Oh, new Bible day. I'm ah, sorry. Ah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know how to say this in English. Praise God. It's difficult to find the right word for this word in English. Your life will not be. Ah. Amen. Hallelujah. What? Can you help me with the right word? Hallelujah. Your life will not abhor what will be an ab- I mean, what will be an instrument of evil in the name of Jesus. It's, it's too simple, but it's not that thick. I am trying to say your life will not abhor what will attract evil in the name of Jesus. Yeah, I think that's the best word for it. I repeat again by the power of the Spirit of God that your life will not abhor what will be an attraction to evil in the name of Jesus. Because let me say this to you. The psalmist, psalmist said, he said, God, I pray that you deliver me from presumptuous sin. I'm saying, see, let me say something to you. Eh? Even though God is planning things for you, that things, Sherry, only, oh. Amen. Let me say, I'm rounding up. Let me just, I'm rounding up. Thank you. There are some things I have understood about the workings of the devil or demonic corporations. Okay? If the devil is doing somebody, 
if the devil wants to attack somebody or there's a target on somebody's life, the devil will make sure the person build an habit that can accommodate it. Are you going to say here? It's, it's a, it, the devil does that a lot. The devil will ensure that they orchestrate. You begin to have certain habits. Your lifestyle will begin to accommodate, will be such that can accommodate evil. And, and when people are telling you, you will not see. The person will not see it as wrong. And that's why I said that your life will not harbor what will be an attraction to evil in the name of Jesus. Amen. And that, that's the translation of the word I said in, in my language. That, oh, Are you going to trying to say here? Some people, I'm telling you, some people even with prayers, with prayers, Look at this guy now. Uh, uh, Judas. He has been liking money since. He has been stealing money since. Now. He saw they came to bribe him for Jesus' body. <laughs> Very. It was simple. It was an easy target for the enemy. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? An easy target. They came to tell him. They gave him money to betray Jesus. He collected it. It's something that he's used to. He likes money. Every time, the money, no, no, money, money. Some people, that is what you will kill them. I'm serious. Because that money, eh, you have made it God. And the devil knows that. Uh -uh. That's why Jesus said that if you want, anyone who loves his life, okay, you must, if you want to love me, you cannot love your life more than me. You must choose. Am I communicating to you here? You must choose me above all things. And that's what we call worship. Your money, you use it to worship Jesus. That's what we're talking about here. When you begin to worship money, People around you are suffering and you have not been able to, God has not used you to be a blessing to people. And you now say, the devil can use it. That, let me say, let me tell you this. Uh, Anna. Anna was looking for a, a cedar for fruit of the womb. Anna. What did, she has been praying for fruit of the womb. She did not get answer. Until she tagged the kingdom on it. It became very difficult for the answer not to be answered. Are you going to, until she said, No. Um, this child is for you. There's nothing, there is not, there, there's nothing against it. Initially, well, I'm going to give back to, I pray, look at this woman. She's mocking me. Okay. All these people are mocking me. Give me a child. Give me a child. I want to be able to flaunt on the street. Nothing happened. Until she said, I will give this child for the kingdom. Are you going to try to say, yeah. Anything that is not central to God in your life. It's an easy target for the enemy. Am I communicating to you here? It's an easy, easy target. And that's the way the devil does it. The devil does. That's why I said that prayer. I just, the prayer just came by the Spirit. That your life will not harbor what will be an attraction to evil in the name of Jesus. Sometimes, right? That's what I'm saying. Sometimes you are telling somebody, see, stop this or leave this, leave this, leave this. I see. I, let me tell you this. Eh? I have learned this. I have learned in my little experience as a pastor, I have, I have known that I cannot do beyond my jurisdiction. I have learned that we can only teach the word. We cannot help people to do the word. We will teach you, to, to, we'll teach you the word, but I cannot help you to do the word. It is your responsibility to do the word. 
Because even me, that I'm preaching the word, I must take the word and do the word. Because if I preach the word and I don't do the word, I'll be like a signboard. So I have to do the word so that I get the blessing out of the word. So the word of God is coming to me as much as it's coming to you. It's coming to all of us together. So as you hear the word, you run with it. Of course, it's coming with an anointing. Of course, you take the word and run with the word. Are you going to to say, yeah? But if you don't run with the word, you don't get results with the word. Hallelujah. Last time, that certain, that's why certain instructions in the Bible, I'm rounding up, okay? Forgive me for taking extra time. There are certain instructions in the Bible. You yourself will know, Omo, you know that the Lord has told you by instruction that you should not proceed further. I'm saying that when you pray, there are certain times that when you pray, the Lord will give you instruction that don't do this. And you will think, well, huh? this is an innocent decision now. Huh? This is an innocent how are you going to try to say yeah? That's what I was saying. I was saying this, you know, I posted it on my Facebook. He said something, he said, a righteous man, a prudent man, sees evil, you know, we're talking about those people who, who, who they are very gullible, you know, and we, we see that among many young, 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 latest JJCs in Christ. You want to meet JJC in Christ? Everything, they want to exact authority on it. Everything they want to, ex- I will explain what I mean, you know, because I mean, I've, I've taken some people, you know, some people are lost already, as I said this statement. For example, now, when somebody is sick, oh, we want to heal the sick, yeah, we lay hands. It is instruction in the scripture, we must lay hands. There is higher killers and armed robbers shooting guns, yeah. Say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm of God. Angels are surrounding me. Did he Are you going to say, yeah? Are you going to say, well, we have the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You don't understand anything. A prudent man sees evil and runs. He escapes. Are you going to try to say, yeah? Because some things, some things becomes habits that can kill you. So that's why the discernment of the Spirit is important. In every action that we do, there are times when evil will come, the Lord will take you through the evil by his Spirit, by faith, and there are times when evil comes, the Lord will inspire you to run. Are you going to try to say, yeah? That's what I was telling us. Listen up. The way to get faith is the same. But the application and the promptings of faith are different. We said this earlier somewhere a while ago. That, for example, remember, Samson. Samson met a lion. By faith, Samson went to the lion and tore the mouth of the lion. By faith. Now, Daniel must have read about Samson. And now, Daniel, now it's time for Daniel's time, a counter with lion. He would have said, no, Something, something, something open mouth of lion. Uh-uh. I have the anointing. Bring your mouth. <laughs> I am there. Bring your mouth. Bring your mouth. Let's hear it. But the first prompting in Samson's case is, <laughs> boy, calm down. He relaxed. He did not touch the lion. What's up? What's up? And everybody kept quiet until he was taken out of the lion's head. Are you going to try say? So you see, some people build unnecessary habits on things they are not a product of prayer. Because they just want to replicate actions of faith. You cannot replicate actions of faith if you don't pray. That's what I'm trying to say. You can never replicate actions of faith if you don't pray. You pray through prayer. The word of God is received. You know what to do. How you going to say, yeah? You must pray. Look at your name and say, you must pray. Say, you must pray. Bow your heads and pray. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Receive strength today. Receive strength today. In my life, I receive strength. In the name of Jesus, 
I receive instructions. In the name of Jesus. I receive instructions. I receive instructions. I'm preserved from evil. In the name of Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In the name of Jesus. Oh, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He delivers me from evil. He protects me always. The Lord is my refuge. He is my fortress. In the name of Jesus. Against the tides of life. Against the pestilence of life. The Lord, my maker, is my shield. He is my protector. He is my strength. He is my fortress. He is my fortress. He is my fortress. Jesus has become wisdom unto us. He is my God. He cannot to Pray, 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 pray. Pray, pray, pray. Prayer means you open your mouth and pray in the name of Jesus. You pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Don't look to your left. Don't look to your right. Look unto God. Jesus, the author and the finisher of it. Look unto him. Look unto him. Pray it out. Pray your pray what will happen in the next six months. Pray it out. Pray what will happen in December. Pray it out. That is why it's good to pray in tongues. That's why it's good to pray in the spirit. It's good to pray in the spirit. Because you are setting things right in the future. You are setting things right in the future. You are setting things right in the future. The will to do God's will. The power to do the will of God. You can get it in the place of prayer. You can get it in the place of prayer. And I want you to open your mouth and pray. That whatever it is in my life. That is abhorring evil. That is making me a target. Unnecessary target. Easy target. For the enemy. I refuse. I shut off. In the name of Jesus. I shut off. In the name of Jesus. I shut off. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Deliverance is happening right now. Deliverance is happening right now. Deliverance is happening right now. The anointing of the Spirit is here. I want you to take advantage of it. Use it. Use it. The anointing of the Spirit is here. Open your mouth and pray. 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 In the name of Jesus, for as many that has come into this place today, with one kind, with anything that may harbor evil, I remove it and I unplug you out of it. In the name of Jesus. Rekele brode 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 brode. 
in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. I want you to intercede. It is time to pray. You are supposed to be praying. Make sure you are praying. Make sure you are praying. There is no big boy in praying. There is no big girl in praying. Prayer is between you and your father. It is between you and God. Open your heart and pray. Pour your mouth, pour your heart out and pray in the name of Jesus. Jesus. 